I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello, lovers. Um, This is Juna. Before we get into this week's episode, I want to (laughs) issue a disclaimer. I was trying out my very expensive new headphones, which unfortunately... Their inbuilt mic sounds like absolute shit. Um, that does mean this episode sounds like I was recording remotely from deepest, darkest Java. Um, but because we have an amazing guest, we didn't want to redo the episode because we didn't want to lose the wonderful conversation we had. So big apologies. Sorry about my sound quality, but enjoy the rest of this episode. Hello and welcome to So I Got to Thinking, the weekly Sex in the City podcast where we take the timeless questions of Carrie Bradshaw and apply them to modern life and love. As ever, you are listening to Juno Dawson and Dylan B. Jones. And this week, we're very excited because we're joined by a very special guest, the star of RuPaul's Drag Race season four, Lucille is with us. Hello. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Hello, hello. Um, The first time you and I met LaPhil was years ago, I think in like Peckham, <laughs> I remember we yeah, met Peckham. of all places. Yes. <laughs> in um, a dirty pool bar. Yeah, Canavans, legendary, legendary Canavans, which is now shut down. Shout out to, shout out to Canavans. Um, but things have just been amazing for you. Like, how, what's it, how's it been? <laughs> what, since then, was that like 25 years ago when we were like eight years old? <laughs> just, just fill, fill us in on the last 25 years, thanks. Roughly. No, it's been, it's been really good. I mean, obviously like being from the Peckham art scene and like doing mm. all that, doing all my performance art, like my work naturally has evolved. And it was always though, the central point was about pop sculpture and me being like a pop sculptor of popular culture you know and like and doing things and like trying i think back then i was working in ceramics so it was like how do we make ceramics popular and i was doing performance work with it and performance art and fashion images with it and um and then it just evolved throughout the music that i was writing and then slowly like playing with performance and gender and identity and now into the world of drag race so it's yeah it's been a natural evolution and i'm still like uh, what is the saying? A rolling pebble gathers moss or a rolling fill gathers moss or something. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> that one. So yeah, so I'm just slowly collecting more and more moss. I think that's my goal Lovely. in life. <laughs> mm. 
Amazing. I love that. Um, but m- more importantly, are you a fan of Sex and the City? Oh my gosh, yes. I bought the illegal DVDs all the way from eBay in China. I can't remember, like, as a kid. It was like a red velvet Bible like type of thing, and like it had all the like Ooh. pixelated CDs inside. And yeah. <laughs> I think. I think I watched my first episodes on um, Mega Video. Do you remember Mega Video? Oh, Where yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, less less than legal as well, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we're just, like, like admitting to committing crime. Yeah. <laughs> but it's fine now because you can stream it live on Now TV. Yeah. So now it's fine. No, nobody ever needs steel ever again. It's yes. right there on Now. Unless, of course, you haven't got Now TV, in which case you might have to steal it. Don't steal. <laughs> do Don't not... steal. Yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> we do not condone best uh so i got to thinking watch watch sex in the city legally um, but before before we start chatting about post-it notes um by the time you're listening to this lafil will be touring the length and breadth of the country on the on the drag race tour what what can we expect are you allowed to tell us anything oh my goodness so i have been busy sewing and creating these looks and creating like concepts for this performance because like it is going to be such a... It's 12 of us, right? And we're each, like, mm-hmm. so different. So I think we're all bringing, like, a different statement, a different visual. So I feel like you're going to be expecting high fashion, but music and stories and basically, like, 12 shows in one. So hopefully by the time you hear it, hear this podcast, like, you'll, like, things will be out there. You'll be able to see everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm dead excited. I cannot wait to, like show what I've been working on, like, with my sister and everything. Like, my sister uh-huh. is the person who I make clothes with. And, um, so, yeah, we've been working hard to, like, make a really beautiful sculptural fashion look. So, Ooh. yeah, very excited. I'm, I'm coming to see you in Brighton, so I shall see you. I shall see you in Brighton. Yeah. So you can smell me. You can smell me in real life. It's oh, going to be nice. I cannot wait <laughs> to smell the sweet sense of sweat and... Uh, <laughs> and boots. weed. And weed. <laughs> and weed. Like, because I, too have made new friends with pop um <laughs> let's get into it speaking of pop mm-hmm, dylan of pop. do you have a potted synopsis carrie uh yeah gets caught smoking a doobie um, <laughs> on the street in the street in new york um yeah so basically the the theme of the, it's less kind of separate stories for the ladies this week and more kind of one which is quite unusual for sex and the city and i always enjoy it i, I enjoy mm. it when they do this it's one overarching story that they're all in for the episode. And in fact, the episode, also very unique, I'm not sure if we've ever seen this before, takes place over one day. Um, yeah, yeah, we've probably yeah. seen it before a couple of times, but it rarely happens. Because um, it starts the morning that Carrie is broken up with on the post-it and ends in the e- uh, like, you know, at the end of their night out. Um, so yeah, so Carrie's just trying to forget the, the worst breakup of her life. Um, Charlotte is showing off her ring. A <laughs> <Her> rock. A <laughs> <her> rock. Um, <laughs> and then feels silly for doing so. Um, for like a couple of reasons. Miranda's feeling a new lease of life in her skinny jeans. She um, looks great and, in those. Oh, yeah, yeah. Incredible. With that, with the very naughty's glove on one hand as well. Which <laughs> very. Mm. Um, Does she have like a silk scarf tied around her hips? 
Was yeah. That, like, that was, yeah. Very or it was exciting. like, I think it was like multiple belts. Oh, yeah. Like, <gasps> like a loop yeah, belt. That was it. I really liked yeah, there was the belt. Like yeah. Little strands of colour. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. um, and then Samantha, oh, Samantha and Smith. So Samantha's continuing to kind of further Smith's um, sort of celebrity status. The theme, the theme is labels, following on from the past, you know, in that all four of them are dealing with different labels, even if Miranda's is just the label of her skinny jeans. The question that we have to attempt to answer as a threesome this week is, do we search for lessons to lessen the pain? Ooh. That is That is the question we will get into. But first of all, Now, I think this is a really good challenge for all three of us, which is the conversation that Carrie has with Berger's friends. How should that have gone? Because I I feel she gets it quite significantly wrong. So to put it into context, if you remember from last week, um, Carrie has just been dumped on a post-it note. Um, she's enraged, um, leading to one of my favourite lines in all of Sex and the City, which is, you're so busy, you're so busy, which which I have thought in my head lots of times when people cut me up at roundabouts and stuff. Um, so she's in a very bad mood. They go to bed. Would you like to go to bed, Dylan and Phil? Oh, I would, I would go to that bed. Yeah, I, I, yeah, totally. You mean the club, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you make of it? I think it's unhygienic. <laughs> but I'm sure you've been but, in more unhygienic places. <laughs> actually, you make a very valid point. Actually, I've been in less hygienic beds, probably. <laughs> I think it was the was it the host who basically wasn't wearing a bra and like had yes. the most hygienic cleavage. I was like, it was yeah, it was very polished, like ungrimy cleavage. So I was like, yeah, this looks very tasteful. I was obsessed with her, the, the maitre d', the hostess woman. She's definitely like on a quaalude or something. <laughs> She's kind of like, your bed is ready. I want, I want to see a show about like the maitre d's of Sex and the City, like a spin-off. I would mm. watch that show. Um, oh my goodness, yes. There was, there, was, um, there was a bed in Savage in Metropolis for a while. Oh yeah, was it a far poster? Yeah, was it like, yeah. in a in the sandpit room? Yes, there was a like, bed yeah. in a in a sandpit room. Like, a... what on earth are you talking sorry, about? Sorry, sorry. So, Jody, it was, it's, it's like speaking in code, isn't it? Um, Jody Harsh had a club night called Savage. Um, oh. at, a, at a former strip club, which I think is now a strip club again. Is it Metropolis? Mm. I don't know. But um, yeah, and it, there yeah. was a bed. That wasn't very hygienic, though, that one. Like, that no. definitely looked quite grimy. <laughs> yeah, and it had, like, sand on it. And also, like, how was there a sand pit in a nightclub? Like, how was that allowed? Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like oh, we're talking it's giving, about it's giving. It does. It's giving litter tray is, is all I'm getting from <laughs> it. It probably like... was, to be honest. And, like, the amount of stuff that Ooh. was mixed into that <laughs> sand, like, you'd get high. <laughs> if you're if you're walking around barefoot with a little cut or something, you'd absorb something. Oh my god! <laughs> mm. um, luckily, come to bed seems at least well. It's opening night, so I suppose there's only so disgusting it could be at this point. Um, so they go to bed where Carrie encounters Billy, um, one of Berger's mates, and 
Who technically would I think like would have had to be a VIP, right? Because like they got taken to a VIP yeah. section, and I was like thinking, why is he a VIP? <laughs> and they're just wearing, and they're just. I mean, like I don't know. Everyone has their own style, but they don't look like they're dressed for VIP. Should we no. say? <laughs> so I was like mm-hmm. wounded to of all VIP places to bump into them. But yes, as you were saying, <laughs> that's a good point. I hadn't even thought of that. <laughs> maybe maybe Billy is a much more successful writer. Maybe he's like the Jonathan Franzen of the Sex and the City universe. Oh, yeah. So he's able to go into a VIP area dressed like your dad, kind of. And nobody's gonna say shit because he's really famous. Um, um But yeah, why didn't she just I was so exasperated. I, I mean, why didn't she just wave and smile? That's all she needed to do. Like, just be like, oh, hi. And then, like, continue talking to Samantha and Charlotte. Like, don't get up. At, oh, Carrie. Well, yeah, mm. I mean, like, we all know she just loves to vent, don't she? And I feel like, <laughs> I think the sounding board of the other three that day, we're like, it was very appeasing and, like, understanding. And she just wanted to have a go at someone, didn't she? Just generally. But yeah, oh my God, going back for seconds, though, and going back again. <laughs> that was the thing I was like, okay, fair enough, you've had your one go. And they just let everyone think that he's bad at sex. Think, uh, just let everyone think Berg is bad at sex. But you go back again? I'm like, oh, you're so uninvited from that bed. The problem, I think, is, is that Carrie has a real sense of herself. And you'll not, the only reason she goes over in the first place is because she doesn't want them to think badly of her. And then she makes a horrible mess of it. So goes back to almost get herself off the hook and just makes it worse and worse and worse. Um, It starts off. So I think there were several ways out. So number one, and the thing that any of us would have done, is just don't go over. (laughs) Just Dylan is right. Just say hi. Just give them a nod. Oh, it's the British way. Or just that, you know, this kind of smile. (laughs) Mind you. You can't see what I'm doing, but it's kind of, it's like a a smile, not smile. Yeah, it's like a sort of smize grimace. And actually, Mm. do you know, you hit it on the head by saying it's the British way. Because I was just, I was just thinking, like, we're all British, the three of us. But we forget that, like, Americans are very socially, um, confrontational is the wrong word because that sounds negative, but just very socially forward. And that can be both very good and very bad for them, (laughs) I think. Do you think she was, like, trying to convince the friends that he's a bad guy, essentially? And, like, but what was the goal in that? Because are they, would they really have gone, oh, yeah, yeah, he's a twat. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Just because this random girl who they they woman who they'd only met a few times said so. Yeah, like. yeah exactly. <laughs> so if, if option A was just don't go over, option B is lie, <laughs> lie, Carrie. So Billy says, "Oh hi, Carrie, is Burger with you tonight?" Carrie Bradshaw could have just said, "Not tonight." Yeah. Have a good night. And that's not even lying. That's just leaving out some facts like just be like oh no i i haven't i don't know what he's doing tonight yeah. would you not want to say you're splitting up though i would say like yeah. oh no we're not together i would be i would be annoyed at like going well no actually we broke up but mm. and and but i would drop it quite nonchalantly and he did it via post-it note Right, <laughs> and they just walk off. <gasps> You're as bad as Carrie. <laughs> yeah, I know. <gasps> right, that's what we've established. To... I would have gone a tirade about it. I'd just be like, "Listen, babes, yeah, this is what happens, and see you later." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that reminds me. For some reason, that reminds me of when I went to my friend's house recently uh, for the first time, and I had seen a cat in loads of her Instagram posts, and I was like, "Oh, I thought you had a cat," and she was like, "Not anymore," and I was like, "Oh." <gasps> no. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh no! Oh, no you can't, oh, what no, can you Dylan. do? Right? You wouldn't have known. Yeah. How could I know? But, exactly. Oh. <laughs> wow. But then uh, Carrie just keeps digging herself deeper and deeper until she somehow ends up telling them he's bad in bed, <laughs> which was true two times, as Samantha points out. Um, and then she goes back and kind of goes on this what is technically accurate but also unhinged rant about the reason women are upset with men is because of men's behaviour. This is somewhat inspired by one of Billy's friends, who I want to say is called Andy. Andy? Andy says that women are crazy, irrational psychos, which is obviously a very misogynist trope. And I suspect that Andy is probably very prolific on 4chan. <laughs> with, that, with that kind of attitude. Um, so yeah, Carrie, Carrie does go off. Does Billy deserve it? No, because he's not Burger. He doesn't represent Burger, and and I think you're right, Phil, in that Carrie has an issue with Burger, and she ends up taking it out on his friend. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like a confessional, but, the opposite, a rational. Yeah. <laughs> but sub question: At what point during this twelve-hour window did Carrie have a head full of hair extensions done? <laughs> Discuss. <laughs> I did not notice that. Oh wow! Yeah, she could have bent it to her, her hair. Is a good. Yeah, her hair is about twelve inches longer when they go to bed than it was earlier on when they're at brunch. I also have some timing issues with Smith being on the show as well. Mm, because yeah, I swear was... he was on that at daytime. Yeah, but I was wondering: is it is it was it a live show? I don't know. <laughs> Was it TRL? No, TR, T, yeah, TRL went out at four yeah. PM. It was like after school. It was their after school slot, wasn't it? Yeah. So unless they repeat, unless do they repeat it? MTV does show things on like a weird cycle, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah, maybe it was repeated, or maybe the ladies are just hardcore and they were out smoking weed and getting wasted at four PM. But then it was dark. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it was. It dark. was dark. And it was yeah. like did you, in the summer. Did you yeah. see me live? And I was like, oh, babes, it's like nine PM now. <laughs> oh no, you'd be late, right? They've been to they've been to bed already and like gone to another place. Yeah. Yeah. Timing. <laughs> um, the other thing, what was I going to say about Burger's Friends? Oh, I did really like it when, um, and and it kind of slightly excuses Carrie's outburst when he goes, oh, I heard you guys had all sorts of problems. Like, that's an awful <laughs> thing to say when yeah. someone's like, oh, we've broken up. Like, yeah. you, don't, you don't say that. <laughs> yeah, that is so awful. But I did love her rebuttal of that guy's name. Was it, yeah, so was it Andy or Alex or whatever? And she's like, uh-huh. I think I think Andy. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the finger comes out. I my point. That. Yeah. My point is my this. point. Yeah. Do not disturb my narrative of this rantanol. Is what she's like saying. <laughs> I love that. I mean, she's again, she's not factually wrong. And this is another question for us all. What is the correct way to break up with someone? What do we think? Mm. I think there are many correct ways and there's like loads of ways and it's about compassion and generosity to the other person as well because you're ending something you've done together. So yeah, definitely, I think she's obviously right in feeling slighted by a post-it note because like there was only, what, six words in total or seven words? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Seven. 
I'm sorry, yeah. I can't, don't hate me. Oh, yeah, eight. seven words. Is that, I'm sorry, <laughs> I can't, don't hate, seven, so, seven yeah. words. Wounded. So they did, ended a relationship on seven words. That is disrespectful. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think there um, should be a minimum quota of at least 30. <laughs> <laughs> so like five posters. <laughs> yes, if there were five, that would show deliberation, thoughtfulness, and lots of energy of writing it out. But seven words, that's a shopping list. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with, I kind of agree with Carrie. Like, mm. I think that, I mean, and you're right as well, Lafilda, that everyone's different in like how they, how uh, a breakup would work for them, I guess. But like, I think for the most part, like in person, trying to just communicate things honestly like that's got to be a good a good kind of blueprint to work from hasn't it I guess because I once now this is a confession I once wrote a very long letter to someone and the reason I did that was because I had lots of thoughts about why I wanted the relationship to end and I didn't want to get it mixed up like I really knew what I wanted to say and I knew that if we spoke face to face he he was gonna be really upset and angry which he was but then he, I must admit, he was furious that I had written him. I mean, this was like a three-page letter, like a really long letter, which really set out my reasons for ending the relationship. But he was furious that I did it in a letter. But I, even at the time, I didn't feel too guilty about that because it is, I said, you know, I really wanted to consider what I wanted to say. I, and, yeah, so I do think, I don't think we can say definitively there is a correct way to break up with someone. Um, But I think as well, perhaps what I learned from that guy, which is you can't avoid the conversation. And I think that's what I tried to do. I was like, well, I don't understand. You've had a letter. Why do we also need to have a conference about the letter? Mm. But actually he, I think your partner needs a right to reply. And I wonder if that's why what Berger did is so infuriating, which is how can Carrie possibly reply to that post-it nut? Like he's completely shut down the conversation. Like, I'm Mm. sorry, I can't, don't hate me. Like, yeah, exactly. It's a very one-sided way of ending things without thinking of the other person. Yeah, because you're right. Like, I think I... I too have some once upon a time like written a huge thing and then I remember like the partner going yeah but this happened because of this and this like and there was like a nuance to it and I think for both parties mm-hmm. to sort of have a conclusion and evaluation of a relationship it has to have that sort of like balanced thing and understanding but um yeah like that is so and breakups are tough generally right and like mm-hmm. you just don't want to have it so I feel like the Maybe the more breakups we have, like we should, we should get lots of breakups done. <laughs> just take people just yeah. to break up and get practice in. Listeners, if you're with if you're with someone now, just break up with them immediately. Yes. Is what we're saying. Yeah. <laughs> Do a weekly one. Let's have a weekly one. Maybe on a Saturday or Sunday when you're not feeling as like stressed out, yeah. and then just start your relationship again and then practice. I think I I've always really respected a couple of guys that I've dated have literally 
arrange dates to break up with me. And I've done that as well. I've I've taken men out knowing that it was going to be the difficult conversation. And it is horrible, like all day long. Like I remember it was when I was still a teacher. And I remember being at school all day going, oh, God, when I get home tonight, I've got to break up with someone. That's awful. And it is. But like Kerry said, I think avoiding that awfulness is only going to make you a bad guy. And and I know I'm not going to name any names, but a, a couple a couple I once knew. One of them went to really awful lengths to avoid breaking up with his partner, and it just made things worse and worse and worse. Rip off the plaster. You can't hide from the awful, and hiding from the awful is just going to make it worse. Yeah, because there's times where people are like, oh, let me cheat, and then like, oh, like they'll just go into a sort of like uncaring mode about their partner mm. and just act on their own behalf, and I think then that sort of taints the entire relationship. And it's then everything that you've done together, like then has this awful sort of weight and shadow attached to it. Whereas like, if you did the band-aid, then at least both of you can respect what you've already had and just let it go. Mm -hmm. And like, but yeah, it's when it starts to get into that thing of like not caring about the other person and which is why that post-it note is so annoying. Cause it's like, God, you've had all this dialogue together. And then that's how it goes. Mm. Mm. What what do we think became of Burger? Post post it. Where do we think Burger is now? Um, oh, is he doing riding around on his motorbike somewhere in the outback, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, oh, I bet he did. He's gone on like an introspective, like an introspective sort of motorbike foraging trip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like to connect with I nature, think... you know. <laughs> I think somewhere somewhere in like the Vermont forests, I think he runs like a men's retreat about men's mental health <laughs> and and about sort of like becoming it's called like the good guy project or something. And I still think Berger doesn't recognise that he is the worst boyfriend in the world. <laughs> I don't think he has that insight, frankly. Yeah, I do you know what having when I watched this episode back, I forgot like because I think the first time I watched it, I was maybe like a teenager or something, and I was like, I forgot how wet he was. Like, <laughs> oh, so bad. Like, yeah, I was like, oh my god, how did she put up with it? But then equally, I think was it last. I think the last week's episode where it was in the restaurant and they're having that argument. Uh-huh. Also, I was like, oh, it's sort of like, I felt like it was like both parties, like who were like sniping at each other. Mm. And I can uh-huh. sort of like, sort of see it happening. And it's like, oh, it's like wetness meets wetness. And like, <laughs> there's just no balance. <laughs> well, Juno and I, Juno and I were saying that like, the thing with Berger's character, that he's kind of the male carry. Like that, that's mm-hmm. kind of the, like, and we were wondering yes. if the writers like deliberately wanted to explore that. Um, and clearly it all ended in tears. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think what's really important is that Berger never dates another writer ever again. <laughs> clearly, I think he I think he needs to be with somebody who's not a creative because he could not he could not abide Carrie's success and that's very, very toxic. So mm. maybe he found like a lawyer. Maybe he needed to be with a Miranda. I don't know. Yeah. Oh my god. Anyway. Someone spunky. Oh, do you think? Mm. Yeah, because I feel mm. like these. Obviously, these relationships in life are lessons, and hopefully, like he's learned to be a bit more like mm. open and a bit more like less insecure for the next one, and it's just a progressional thing. So maybe Carrie was a stepping mm. stone in his biopic. <laughs> and that's and that's um, and that's what film. Charlotte. That's what Charlotte says at the beginning, doesn't she? She says. Um, 
even in the worst relationship, you always learn something. And yeah. Carrie kind of mm-hmm. d- Carrie dismisses it, but she's right, I think. Mm. I th- I think she's right. Yeah. I think as well. We'll talk about this towards the end, but I think I think two things can be true. I think there is a reason we reach for lessons, but I think that doesn't mean there isn't a lesson to be learned. This feels like a good place to take a break. Don't go anywhere, and we will be back in two minutes to talk about Charlotte, Miranda, and Samantha. Stay tuned. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello, welcome back to So I Got to Thinking. This week we are talking about the post-it always sticks twice. The post-it always sticks twice. It's season six, episode seven, and we're joined by a very, very special guest, LaPhil. Welcome back. Um, Let's talk about the reason we're on this wild night out in the first place, which is, hooray, Charlotte and Harry are getting married. Hooray. (laughs) Oh, that's so sweet. Like, they're such a and gorgeous And what couple. a ring. Yeah. <laughs> what a ring as well. What a ring that Carrie was dying to cover with a post-it note. I was like, uh, oh, <laughs> I would be so annoyed. Are we surprised, though? Like, <laughs> I counted, I counted, Charlotte is allowed to talk about her engagement for one minute and ten seconds <laughs> before Carrie steers the conversation round to herself. <laughs> um, you know who I loved, though, in that scene? 
Miranda because like Miranda is so cynical and like so kind of anti-traditional marriage but she knows Mm -hmm. she knows how important it is to Charlotte so she was like oh that's amazing and I was like oh my god it's like she's being a good friend unlike some people or Caroline Bradshaw. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder why Charlotte didn't message them I mean I know this was just before the advent of like group chats but it feels yeah, it feels kind of wild that she has these two enormous pieces of information, which is Harry and I are back together and also we're getting married. But, as Dylan has already pointed out, if that scene at the synagogue mixer was on the same day that Berger brought the carnations, then feasibly this is literally the next morning mm. after the scene at the synagogue. So actually... yeah. I guess, yeah, it kind of checks out. Okay. Yeah, I would save it's, it. It's pardoned. Yeah, because I feel like breakfast, no matter, even if you meet them all the time, like, it's always a special occasion to meet everyone face-to-face, and then you just sort of, like, either, yeah, bring out some exciting information. <laughs> uh, but I love that announcement over breakfast. Like, and it was, like, because so, imagine, like, the day before, she would have been so sad still at having all these, like, rubbish dates, and then, like, just in one night, you go from... Yeah, you're now engaged and like you've got a massive rock in your face. Where did she get the rock from actually? He didn't did he have it already in his pocket? So we we thought this thought of this as well because we were like, mm. was he just waiting with the engagement ring in his pocket, like yeah. just in case? But we think he didn't have it when he proposed to her. So she must have got it from I don't know, maybe he had it at home. I don't know. UPS. If, UPS. When, Amazon Prime. When <laughs> if we go back three weeks to the episode with the set the day, set the day, yeah. um, Harry Harry does say, and to think I bought a ring. Mm. So he's already got it. So so there was a ring. Um he had thankfully not exchanged it. <laughs> <laughs> um, got a refund on which presumably that ring. Oh, I dread to think, but we worked out how much her engagement ring to Trey cost, didn't we? We worked out that it was probably about a hundred grand ring. Um, so I wonder what I wonder what Harry spent on this diamond. Mm. Oh yeah, totally. Oh, dread to think. Ridiculous. Anyway, um, Charlotte is Charlotte is feeling weird about the fact it's her second wedding. Should do we think she should be feeling weird? I don't think she should feel weird, like, at all. But I get where she's coming from. She's always... Because you always think that... I think in her sort of, like, upbringing, it's like, you marry, you get married once. And then, mm-hmm. like... And if you have the second time, is it shameful? Is it, like, a like defeatist and a failure of the first one? And I think there's all those emotions. And she's like... I, she wouldn't want a failure to happen before something, like, amazing. So I can get where she's coming from, but I'm glad she overcame it. And stole that other hen party's veil at the end of the episode. I was like, what are you doing taking her veil for that hen party? Um, so I'm and glad like, she gets her for that. Yeah, and it's just very, like, she she always wants everything to be, like, just how she imagined it, doesn't she? Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, the episode next week gets even more into this with her her and Harry's wedding, which is just like a disaster. Like, everything turns out to be a disaster. Um, which, poor Charlotte. But yeah, she's got a very, like, set mind, hasn't she? And I feel like in her dream, she wasn't supposed... She was only supposed to be married once as well. Mm. Yeah. I think if if I was to somehow leave Max and get married again, I think I would want something different. Like, having done, having done the big the big wedding, I think... 
I would be more interested in doing something equally cool and equally fun, but different. So maybe next time around Vegas or beautiful Santorini at sunset or some, just something something new. But still, I think, you know, Charlotte has found love again. And I think that is worth celebrating and making a song and dance about. I think love, it's always worth making a song and dance about love. Mm. But maybe I'm... Maybe I'm a romantic, I don't know. But also honouring Harry as well. Like, obviously, he'd want oh. this to be a, a, a good celebration. And, like, because it's his, like, p- partner as well. So, yeah, mm. it takes two to tango. And I think, like, yeah, whatever they want to decide, I think, would be the thing. Yeah, Has Harry been divorced? Yes, he has. So, so we know this is this is this is also Harry's second marriage as well because that's why he's staying in that mm. bachelor pad. He stayed in it during his divorce. So yeah, um, yeah, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. My gosh, what would I achieve if my mind wasn't full of these facts about Sex and the City? I often, I often think this. Like my friend James and I the other day <laughs> were just like quoting word for word because I told him that we were doing this episode this week. And we were having mm-hmm. drinks on Sunday and we were just like quoting, just we were just able to just quote pretty much every line from it. And we were like, what could we have, like you just said, What? where would we be in life if our heads weren't full of this? Well, I wouldn't have a Sex and the City podcast. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is totally. true. We might be rocket scientists, but we wouldn't, we wouldn't have a Sex and the City podcast. We wouldn't podcast. have had all these lessons for our relationship. So many lessons. Yeah. Uh, Not to, We might have dumped someone via a post-it note. <gasps> Imagine. Mm, or text or WhatsApp, the modern day post it now. Um voice note. Hi, you don't oh my God. um um, please get in touch with us if you've been dumped by voice nerd. We would we would love to hear from you. Um, let's talk about the really really hot man Peter that Miranda meets in bed. In bed. In bed. Mm. Because I wonder, was Peter? the man who Miranda should have been with because he's really hot. Like, really, really hot. Yeah, he was tasty. But why was he in bed by himself? Like, was he going there specifically mm. to, like, hook up with people? I'm just like, or was it, mm, I don't know. I was like, I feel like he seemed a bit of a, like, if you're there by yourself, maybe you're a bit pervy. <laughs> <laughs> in the bed bar. Yeah, never never go to bed by yourself. Also, yeah. also, it was around then that I started to get sick of the bed jokes. Like, I was like, okay, like, we've had enough bed puns now. We know they're in a bar called bed. Like, we get it. <laughs> but, yeah. I did like her line about sleeping on a specific side. I was like, that's yeah. nice and assertive. Like, that was cute. That yeah, that yeah. was a, a cute little, a cute one, yeah. Um, and of course, Miranda's storyline this week is about her kind of getting her sexual prowess back for the first time after having Brady, which is a while ago now. Um, I think she shagged the guy after Carrie's book launch. So at that point, she was so horny. Although, didn't Brady crying throw her mm. off her powers but it's nice that for the first time since having Brady she can a fit into her skinny jeans um and b yeah she's she's feeling sexy again which I think is really important because I think culturally we either want women to be kind of like sex objects or mothers but not both so it's nice that Miranda can be both I think yeah, completely. Like daytime and nighttime, and like from her lawyer work as well. I think that type of because she has such quite a like powerful strength 
and like masculinity in her day job and it's like to feel Mm -hmm. like sexual and feminine and like that raw sexual energy in the evening is like quite a big thing as well and then in the middle motherhood Mm. (laughs) all that Mm. um yeah it was great um my favorite bit was when she like sort of cheekily goes over to the guys and asks about the part um yeah sort of like with a bit of a like knowing wink like oh we're all being a bit silly which I've said a few times before like my favorite times in Sex and the City are when the ladies are all being a bit naughty Mm. (laughs) Um, and a bit delinquent it's just I think it's because it reminds me of like groups of teenage friends and it's just I really like that it's cute yeah i like that mm-hmm. she's the one that led them to the next bar and like yeah. finding everything and like she because she wasn't going to go out was she she was like no i'm tired and then she's yeah. like right next bar here we go <laughs> so good drown drown the hound which i would go to drown, drown the, the hound, hound. <laughs> you would definitely go to drown the hound um I like that when Miranda walks, she has like a sexy bass line. Da-dum, da-dum, uh. da-dum, da-dum. <laughs> yeah, that's the power of the skinny jeans. Um, Samantha, meanwhile, so I liked Samantha's storyline because labels are powerful and she is reluctant to be called Smith's girlfriend. Mm. Mm-hmm. Why? Why do we think... Do you think because she's got her own brand that she wants to stick to, her own label of like being this independent soul woman, and then anything that threatens her label is like, oh, well, I didn't think about that. And then it's all in the moment. And then she has like the whole day to digest it as well. And then she watches it mm-hmm. on TRL and she's like, mm, and you can see those cogs working. Like, I think anything which, I think if that was the way that you were introduced to each other as an item, you know, where they just drop it into conversation. And like, if you've like thought of yourself as an independent woman for like forty years, and you're like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry, what? Uh-huh. Like that would throw me. Like um, when it's just casually nonchalantly dropped in the morning, um, I'd be like, mm, okay, I need to have a think about this and digest this. <laughs> um, which I, I feel like she did. <laughs> yeah. What I like about their dynamic is that Smith handles Samantha's bullshit really well. Yeah. Like, and he will continue, and it's very strange because obviously much is made of the fact that Smith is a lot younger than Samantha. But I think in a lot of ways, he's more mature. He got himself into recovery. He's in NAA. He um, he isn't at all phased about calling Samantha his girlfriend. When Samantha freaks out, he immediately recognises that Samantha is freaking out, and he's like, Samantha. Um, and I think that's really, really interesting because Samantha... And her friends don't do this. Her friends don't challenge her on her what is quite clearly intimacy issues. And so I think, you know, it's it's interesting that she goes on her own little voyage of discovery when she hears Smith on TRL saying that he's not seeing anyone special. The way she responds is by kissing some Jersey Shore guy. Who was hot, who was hot by the way, I thought. Oh, oh Dylan! Oh, no! no. <laughs> Was he hot because he was forward, or did you just mean, like, aesthetically? Well, uh, both, actually. Yeah, the forwardness mm. was good as well. Um, uh, we've yeah, already... forwardness can definitely be very appealing. Yeah, for sure. But we've already established that I need therapy for my taste in men on this podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, right, OK. <laughs> the, man I'm, the man I'm with, currently excluded, but Chris. But, um, um, what was I going to say? But, yeah, um, you were just talking, Juno, about how Samantha goes on her own journey of discovery, and I mentioned mm-hmm. it earlier in the potted synopsis. I was really mm-hmm. impressed by how well this episode was built. Like it was really cohesive and really well structured, I thought. 
um, with like those couple of continuity issues that we picked up on. But like we can let that something like that we can let go. But in terms of like how they tied the themes and the storylines together, good good stuff. I think this is probably one of those kind of absolute pinnacle episodes mm. whereby if we were perhaps now is the time if we were to start kind of like canvassing our audience and listeners about what are the top 10 episodes mm. i really confidently think this episode would be within the top 10 yeah mm. i think praise. it would yeah. because there's 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 stuff going on there's bed the post-it now there's the doobie which we haven't even talked about yet um <laughs> There's a, there's a lot going on. I think... Yeah, this episode has lots of big turning points and more, aren't there? Mm-hmm. Like, the end of, like, shit relationships with Carrie and then the start of, like, mm-hmm. amazing ones for Samantha, like, that type of openness and Charlotte. Mm, yeah. That's true. And Miranda it's refreshing to see her without Burger. Yeah. I think, I think the audience likes Carrie single and there was the horrible possibility that she would have ended up with Berger. And obviously we've really, for, for six episodes, we've been like, oh, really? This guy? And so the fact he's out of the picture feels really triumphant. And so I remember seeing this episode 20 years ago and thinking, oh, thank God, kind of. Um, <laughs> high, acting high is one of my weird icks. I think as an actor, acting drunk or high is filled with peril. <laughs> it's very difficult. It, it's very rarely gotten right, I think. Um, what do we think? What do we think of Carrie's high acting? Well, it was too. It was too quick, wasn't it? Like literally a second after. I mean, I'm not a big weed smoker. I don't know. It was. It was. Well, like there was instant. the whole ice cream. The ice cream parlor oh, yeah, scene yeah. as well. Mm, in which they they are high. It was alright, I thought. Um, in that bit. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I didn't mind it. I was like, if she hasn't smoked in years, who knows what might happen to her? <laughs> That's <laughs> Rather, true. <laughs> yeah, and um, and also there's also different things in this. Some people turn into right horny beasts, or some people like piss themselves like you just don't know what you're letting loose and that's why drugs are bad kids <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that psa lafil um i think no I, I mean i so again from many years ago now don't do drugs um from many years ago i learned in my early 20s i cannot eat cannabis mm. i cannot eat it in brownies or cookies it turns me into a demon <laughs> it's the only word i would describe it i remember once eating a cookie with cannabis in and um, i told everybody off for being annoying <laughs> that's that's not what people want at their gatherings i love that your i love that your immediate assumption was that <laughs> It wasn't you that was high. It was everyone else that was being fucking annoying. <laughs> yeah. I was like, because everybody was getting really, everybody else was acting like you're meant to act. Everybody else was acting high. And I was like, oh, you're all really annoying. And I left. Oh, so, yeah. why were Amazing. they eating but, any of this? Why would you, did you just hoard them all? Oh, no, they, they were high as well. Oh, okay, so right, their right. highness annoyed me. Oh, okay. So I was like, yeah. I was That's like, even oh. funnier, if anything. <laughs> um, yes. Oh, God. But yeah, I mean. So, yeah, not, not for me. I mean, they were stupid to stand, like, right on the road in the middle of 
the city centre. Like at least go down at mind you white privilege maybe. <laughs> like at least at least go to like a park or like down an alley or something. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not... No, I never do anything with my back to the street anyway. Like you never know if yeah. cars are coming at you. You never I just don't feel safe. Like I would want my back to the wall of a building when I'm smoking. Then I could see I could do a bit of people perving, car perving. And yeah. like but mm-hmm. yeah, but so that was a very schoolboy era. <laughs> I love Samantha. Mm. I love Samantha. I'd call my dealer, but he's at the Cape. <laughs> I'd like to know exactly where he is at any given time. Well done. Um, I can't remember. In the end, do Miranda... Does Miranda get high as well, or is it just Samantha and Carrie? We only... I'm assuming Charlotte does not. We only see Samantha and Carrie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I imagine, like, Miranda's just busy flirting and taking one drink after another from those young guys. <laughs> Oh yeah, her hot young men. Yeah. Um, so let's try and round out by answering Carrie's question. Now, Charlotte, as mentioned, thinks that even in the worst of relationships, you can always derive something from it and that we you have learned and grown. Whereas Carrie thinks this is something that women do to reduce the pain of the relationship ending what do we think do we think that every relationship is a potential lesson yes 100 percent for me like life is a lesson like every day and i think like i the reason why i think for queer people as well like when you're at schools most of us don't have the experience to do that and like you're always like trying to like stay in the closet and you don't really have those teenage years to experiment and then like later on in life like you realize oh you should have done so i think like for generally like relationships especially for carrie she's had so much experience i think learning different things until she gets to her final one and i think yeah, I'm all for relationships and the starting of them, the ending of them, enjoying them, learning from them and them being a story and something that you can develop yourself from. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can't really put it better than that. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, like, and and like you said, the film, just like any, not just relationships, but any kind of experience um, is is amazing like in terms of romantic life uh professional life like the more ex- i mean for the most part as long as it's not um as long as it doesn't kind of make you feel uncomfortable or horrible um i think most relationships have got most uh experiences have got to be good yeah because i think when hmm. we're naturally doing things we never i mean sometimes you obviously question whether things are good or bad but it's like until we do them and we know how the other person feels as well, then it's like, okay, so that's made, like, even when we're talking about the letters that we wrote, like, and stuff, like, I wouldn't think that's bad on my part, but actually it took up so much time writing that letter, I would never do it again. But, <laughs> but like, from on their part to hear how it was received, I think mm. it's about intentions and, like, impact. Is in, And I think the more that we do stuff like that, we learn and we know that, we never that we won't do a post-it note now that we've seen how you can mm. feel like and all those types of things um so yeah definitely think experience is important I, I think both things are true i think you know when when a relationship has ended it, it's tempting to see it as a waste of time it's tempting to be like right well i was with that guy for six months that is six months where i could have been dating and looking for somebody who was better suited so i can see that to remedy that sense of wasted time 
you, I think, psychologically do need to tell yourself, no, it was not a waste of time mm. because I have derived skills from that relationship that I can carry forward into the next relationship. But I also think genuinely you have derived skills because if there was something wrong with that partner, you might be better at recognizing red flags next time. Mm. You have learned more about yourself and what it is you need from a relationship. And I think certainly understanding what my needs were through my 20s and 30s is why I was able you know to make relationships work when I was a little bit older in a way that I couldn't when I was younger I just didn't have the skills so I think genuinely all through my early relationships yeah I was learning lessons um how could you not be yeah completely I feel like at school we should be given like some do you know like how you used to have PSE lessons like mm-hmm. personal social education, like which were completely rubbish at mine but like oh. I feel like there's so many life lessons that kids need to learn like properly mm-hmm. and, like how to deal with people how to interact and because it's something that you don't necessarily get at home like for most kids or like and it's like to have a guarantee like even so oh, I, think, I feel like people should learn how to do the receipts as well at school that's a whole other issue but like, <laughs> like, like life skills and I feel like and that's why we have to keep having these relationships later in life because we still need to learn like because it's not stuff Uh which we've all experienced and yeah but you're right like I think there is that thing about thinking about lost time or especially I guess a lot of like debate about like ticking clocks as well and stuff for women where like after spent Mm. six months of this like year um but then it's like that type of shoulda woulda coulda thing like you can't go back and beat yourself up you met that person at that time like you like fate sent you on that way and yeah who knows you might have been with a worse person for those six months (laughs) <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it could have been someone really bad could that's be an extra of... double burger that's a good <laughs> a double, a double burger. burger with more cheese Starving. With extra cheese yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there we go um, I think we have definitively answered that one LaPhil thank you so much for joining us on So I Got To Thinking it's been a long time coming and I'm so glad we could finally make it happen thank you so much for having me it's been yeah. a pleasure yeah, and it was so nice to see you. Yeah, so lovely to see you too. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I am fully back into watching these episodes again now. So I'm just like, oh, amazing. <laughs> there's only, there's only like a month left on the expiry date on Now TV. I think so. Oh, oh. well, fear not, Lafil. We'll get, we'll get you back on to talk about and just like that season two. So <laughs> bra- brace yourself. Um, yep. Thank you so much, guys. We're ready. Thank you so much. And for the rest of you, please do listen and subscribe. And we'll be back next week talking about season six, episode eight. Until then, don't hate me. (laughs) Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.